Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are, it's breakfast somewhere. So eat up. Food for thought. The will's a purpose. Well, that's something I haven't heard talked about at all. Well, I'm sure it has been. Everything has been talked about in this world. But in terms of just understanding basic principles of the will to something that is the driving element that propels us to just do and to exist and to justify all this, where there are various ideas that have been put forward that entire theories have been built on, like the will to meaning, the will to power, the will to survive, which is probably the most fundamental thing that there is. But beyond survival or just having the will to survive, I think that something else has to be in place as well. The will to purpose. I've seen a lot of people who have fallen by the wayside just because they didn't feel like they had a will to purpose anymore. People have to feel like they have a purpose. And that doesn't mean that it has to necessarily include delusions of grandeur or have these grandiose visions of taking over the world or this big purpose that's infused with this egotistical sort of malaise or ego-driven, narcissistic kind of controlling fuel that just wants to sort of overcome everything and be the kind of global alpha, you know. It just means doing something. Like I remember, I'll harken back to the story of the bus driver that I spoke about in an earlier episode. This guy, the guy drove around in a closed loop, probably maybe three-quarters of a mile or something. It was a short loop at an airport. By the time I got on the bus, I was thinking, oh, am I going to make my flight? Worried about this, that, and the other thing. And and people were all sitting there silently. Many had faces of doom and gloom, and this guy started talking. He talked the whole way, and the entire trip was one huge pep talk. And by the time I got off the bus, I felt amazing. And people were laughing, you know, cheering, smiling. So that guy... His task was to drive a bus in a small loop every day. And he sort of, it could be said that fundamentally that would be enough to give a person purpose. Okay, I drive this bus. But his was, no, I'm going to lift people up and tell them that, you know, they always have a choice. They always have a chance, et cetera, et cetera. And it was very effective. And there you go. And he got joy from that. He used his task for his purpose, you could say. I remember the old song, Whistle While You Work. Nowadays, in the current climate, it might be met with some sort of pushback, saying it's a propaganda piece. Is it? Or is it just an ode to working with a good attitude? There's two sides in the truth. Personally, I'd choose the latter, especially for the purpose here. No pun intended. It would also be very easy to say, well, now, you know, we're on the brink of... Well, we're not on the brink, we're in the age of AI, and it could arguably be an extremely dangerous proposition for various reasons. Without getting ahead of myself, it would be easy to say, well, look, with AI here, what purpose do humans have at all? And that's a very sort of loaded question. But the thing is that in a perfect world, which it isn't by any stretch, it would be easy to say, well, it will do menial tasks for us and Give us this life of of what? Leisure? Okay, I get that. But if people don't feel any sense of purpose, then I don't know how that's going to help society at all. 
again, many will say otherwise, conjuring up various utopian scenarios to assuage that thought. Now, it would be easy to say, well, you know, what about when you get older, you know, you just get lazy, you're sitting around doing nothing in retirement. You have to put things in perspective here. After having lived a life of serving society and paying dues, when you're actually in that place and at that age, you see things differently. You've experienced a lot of life, and sometimes it's okay to just say, all right, I'm going to sit back and go fishing now. You know, you have to have lived a certain amount of life. So you have to put that into perspective. But if you're 20, then it's a different story. But that's all compounded now by the fact that some people just want to be social media influencers. You know, rather than just say, okay, you know, I'm okay driving a tractor. There are people out there that will still do that. And there are people who don't want to do that because maybe they think it's beneath them. And they sit around instead and they want to become social media influencers. And if they can't get popular, then they get depressed, you know. And so they're chasing this purpose. And it's interesting because the social media networks understand this well. They understand that people like attention and they need a sense of purpose. So now suddenly, let's put that in the place of a musician. Musicians now have their livelihood, their means of making money directly where I play, you pay, replaced with I play and then I need to tangentially figure out how to have multiple streams of income and it becomes this complex ping pong ball bouncing off walls trying to figure out a way to cash in on the fact that you played a solo or something. And if that doesn't happen immediately, then one might think, well, I just need more followers and I must post constantly or they might lose interest and so on. Networks know this and maybe some people are fresh out of college and they want to show their wares and it used to be that you'd show your wares to get a gig. But now you show your wares for more followers and you're putting all your stuff out there for free. And so supply and demand, what happens? The economic value tends to diminish. Many will say, well, I'll play on your record. And then everybody does it for $5 simply because that's what people have a tendency to do. There's no standardized wage scale, none. So the networks take advantage of that and the fact that people want this sense of purpose and attention, so they just have to do it. I've talked to people that I know that are professionals that will say, well, I just did this for free because I have to do something. I have to do something. I have to do this. Because they can't just not do it at all. They can't for any reason. So they're backed into a corner. They feel that they are. And there you go. Instead of, well, just, no, I don't need to do this. Very few people that I know take that stance. Very few. Now, I'm not saying that we should not share or that we should not have a drive to share or give or sell our services, talents, and ideas. Not at all. But all of that can and often does play on our sense of belonging and of purpose is what I'm saying. So what is our purpose as musicians? Some say to develop ourselves to the fullest capacity Never stop learning, be the best you can be. We hear about how to succeed, how to rise above the crowd, all these things. And again, what we see is the focus on the self. Now here's where a line has to be drawn, or at least there needs to be some sort of dive into that. If we're focusing on the self to improve our skills or to be the best that we can be, then that's not the same as focusing on being seen. If we focus on the self, we can often be a better help to others, or the focus could easily be used to express narcissism. So in terms of purpose in music, what is it? 
to be of service. Yes, to be of service. How? Well, we need to be of service to the music first. So we develop ourselves in order to do just that, to make the music live as well as it can within our capabilities and concept. Now, that doesn't mean giving our wares away for free. Being of service is a choice and a sensibility, an attitude, a virtue as well, I might say. An attitude that's wired in you that you you feel and you don't question it. You know and feel that it's right, how you operate. It's how you do things, treat others. Dignity, decency. You see others as having value and treat them as such. Like you yourself would want to be treated, providing you're not psychopathic or getting yourself. Rather than wondering what your purpose is or if you even have one, we can be of service. And as drummers and ensemble players, we are of service by making others sound better perhaps coerce or inspire them to sound better, or just enhance how they sound by how well we support them. This is in stark contrast to just making a video with a track or a computer and trying to show how we sound and putting the focus on ourselves. Rather, when other people are involved, instead of a static source, we can then focus on the dynamic interaction between us because it is a dynamic interaction. There is a difference Is there a hard and fast guarantee of a successful interaction? Well, that depends on what you call a successful interaction. You see, it's not about succeeding anyway. It's about communicating. And if we try for something, we may succeed or we may fail. But those ideas are relative. We need to communicate and interact dynamically. And when we are of service, then there really is no success or failure. You were of service. So perhaps thinking of and being of service is something to consider for all of us musically, as in life. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of Breakfast with Vinny.